2: Hey guys, it's Ryan
0: and Ashley
2: from Rooting Our Childhood. In
0: case you forgot because you're listening to this episode right now.
2: Yes, and you know, we don't get our ads played during other podcasts. Uh, we just wanted to remind you that we're coming up on our 20th episode extravaganza.
0: Woo! <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's going to be a Q&A episode.
0: Yes, we're going to answer your questions that you that have just been burning in your brain about me and Ryan go ahead and just dm us on instagram at ruining our childhood or
2: and we're on facebook at ruining our childhood
0: yes and just let us you know just ask whatever question you want to ask yeah. when did we meet how yeah. did we meet yeah. who are we what are you what, what, what are do you we doing do for here? a living
2: yeah uh, what are our favorite oh, wh-
0: movies where am I
2: what is our least favorite movie yeah. ever just
0: yeah go ahead what, wh- what do we like outside of movies maybe yeah if you want to know if you don't want to know then that's fine too yeah.
2: if what? you guys don't we'll just like you said we'll, we'll do some generic questions
0: but we would really like you to send us some questions our way mm-hmm. let us know what you want to know about me and ryan enjoy the rest of the episode guys bye, bye. Two newly paired cops who are complete opposites must put aside their differences in order to catch a gang of drug smugglers.
2: This is Ryan.
0: This is Ashley.
2: And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood. Childhood. A weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past.
0: That's correct. And if you're just joining us, hey, what's up?
2: What's going down in your town? Why are you
0: just listening to our 17th episode? Yeah. There's so many to choose from. This
2: podcast can go attend an R-rated movie by itself.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, We're a married couple. Indeed. uh, Who've been married forever. Nine years.
2: Going on nine years.
0: Going on nine years. There we go. We love movies, and we've always bonded over movies. Yep. And we have a large collection, so we're just rewatching some of our favorites and deciding if they're even that good to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> in some cases, and in other cases, we just like rewatching some of the ones that that actually do hold up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just fun to rewatch. Yes. And be able to.
2: Like Austin Powers.
0: Yes, which isn't episode we just did last week yes
2: so go back and listen to it
0: yes definitely it's hilarious probably i haven't even edited it yet so who knows it could be a total
2: total shit show
0: yeah (laughs) some some of them are you know yeah i'm not i'm not afraid to say we're not not perfect we're not perfect at all no we're far from perfect um if you can't guess we're doing the 1987 classic 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 i just i didn't say you just
2: skipped right over like 1987 classic
0: yeah, like a normal person yeah. that says words normally. <laughs> Lethal Weapon.
2: That is correct.
0: Starring Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Was yes. that Donald?
2: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I remember my uh, childhood best friend, still mm-hmm. good friend of mine to this day. His name is Daniel. Uh, has a same last name as uh, Glover. Well, why didn't yes. you just give his address? Yeah, uh, childhood, <laughs> best friend. And uh, he, I was at his house one time when we were kids, and he had ordered like a calendar, or not a calendar, like a catalog from uh-huh. like the, from a bas- basketball team or something. And the person who mailed it to him wrote on the address label or something like, say hi to Mel Gibson for me. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I'm sure you got a lot of those jokes.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely had to have. But yeah, sorry to give out your full name. He would just prefer that everyone know him as Man, and he has a job and drives car. Yeah. That is him. He does not like all this, so he'll be thrilled to hear it all. Yes. So. Exactly. Would you like me to tell you about our film?
0: Yes, and also 1987 facts.
2: There you go. This movie was released on March 6th, 1987. It had a budget of $15 million, and it grossed $120 million. It spawned a total of three sequels. Yes. In one television series.
0: Yes, Uh, which, if you type in Lethal Weapon into the internet, it automatically goes to the TV series.
2: Yeah, which I don't know why.
0: And it's annoying.
2: It's terrible.
0: Because you should know what we're talking about. Google. Google.
2: So uh, popular shows from 1987 are... The Cosby Show. Yes. A Different World. A Different World. Cheers. Man, NBC had a lot of popular shows. Yeah. Popular songs. Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, was the popular song when the movie was actually released. Nice. Huey Lewis and the News, Jacob's Ladder, and George Michael Faith. Popular movies. Three Men and a Baby, Fatal Attraction, and Beverly Hills Cop 2. Dose. Dose. So. So, yeah. What are your earliest recollections of this film that came out when you were not even a year old?
0: That's true. (laughs) I want to say, and I think I said this in a previous podcast, uh, that my dad recorded, he would record movies from TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think we were talking about the commercials in one of the episodes. We were talking about watching amazing commercials Mm -hmm. from when our parents would record movies from TV. and. So I think he had, that's how we had the movie for the longest time was on a VHS tape mixed with another movie. I couldn't tell you what, what it was. So I remember watching with my dad and my brother and I don't think I saw any of the sequels. I remember when the fourth one came out, what did that come out? Like 98 or something like that? Yeah, 98. And... I remember rewatching them, and I don't think we saw the the fourth one in theaters. I think we just rented it, so I vaguely remember the movie. I honestly think I remember what was the movie that came out. It was like the parody, and it had Emilio loaded es- weapon. Loaded weapon. I think I remember that more because we rewatched that so much, me and my brother. But it had Emilio Estevez, and I can't remember. And
2: Sam Jackson
0: was Sam Jackson mm-hmm. the person. Why did I think like Damon Wayne's was? I don't
2: know. Because I
0: always think, when I think of parody movies, I do think of Wayne's.
2: Yeah, the Wayne brothers. <laughs> yeah.
0: The things I remember from this movie are probably stuff that happened in Loaded Weapon that they, like, were making fun of Lethal Weapon about. So, I'm excited to watch it because I probably haven't seen it in a good 20-something years since wow. I since I was a
2: kid. So I was introduced to the series uh, when I was a kid by my next-door neighbor. I remember watching the third one. Mm-hmm. When it So that was probably when it came out on, like, VHS in, like, 1993. I saw that one. I didn't see Lethal Weapon 1 or 2 until the fourth one was coming out. My parents, I remember at like, Christmas one year, they had bought us the first three on mm-hmm. VHS, and we watched all three of them. And then I remember when the fourth one came out, we went and saw that in theaters. Yeah. So I was a fan of them all, but I kind of saw them out of order. Because obviously, yeah, I was two when this yeah. movie came out. Like, yeah, my parents weren't taking me to see Little Weapon*, And if they did, I would have no recollection of it. Right. But I would say this was also how I got introduced to Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. Like, I didn't know who any of the, these actors were until I saw these movies. That's true. And I became a big fan. Like, I enjoy Mel Gibson's work to this day. I know he's uh, done some unpopular things and some wrong things. But I always liked his movies.
0: This might have been the first movie with him in it that I saw or Braveheart maybe. That's possible. I didn't really understand it when it first came out. No. I just know my brother was really into like historical movies. Mm-hmm. And so I would just watch it with him whether yeah. I understood it or not. But, uh, the, th- the only thing I really remember from this movie is just Danny Glover's character, you know, always
2: complaining. Yeah. Too old for this shit. Yeah.
0: Which it, it's something that is referenced in so many movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, that's the thing I remember the most about it.
2: Also, I could be confusing him because, like, I'm like you. I haven't seen these in a good almost 20 years. So, yeah. this will be very interesting. But I remember piecing together that, okay, he was retiring, I think, in the first one. Like, he was, like, two days from retirement. But then somehow he's still on the force. Like, the last one came out in 98. So, 11 years later, he's still working? Hang I mean, it up, bro.
0: Get bored in retirement. My dad hates it sometimes. Yeah. There's only so many times you can mow your lawn, man.
2: Hey. Uh.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Because I honestly don't remember anything other than Mel Gibson's wife is dead. Yes. And that's why he's such a, a dick face.
2: Martin Riggs.
0: Is that his first name? Yeah. Oh, it is. It says right here.
2: I remember it's Martin Riggs and I don't remember Murtaugh's. Uh, Roger. Roger Murtaugh.
0: Roger Murtaugh.
2: Yeah. So those are the names of the important <laughs> people. There's some other ones, so we won't give them away because there's a lot of. You can already think of some famous people that are in this. So it's really delightful. I honestly
0: cannot tell you anybody that's in this. Okay. So yeah, I'm excited because I get really excited about seeing like random people and I'm like, "Oh shit, this person was in this movie." Yeah,
2: and it's exciting when it's a movie like this where it could be somebody who has a real small part and this is one of their first acting roles. Like yeah. that's I love how we watched the movie that had Michael Pena randomly was in it. was gone, oh, gone, gone in 60 seconds. it's like, Michael Pena is a pretty big actor nowadays, and it was just a little bit itty-bitty part in a movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely like those. Do you think it's going to hold up? I think it will. Okay.
0: Because I think if you think of it as a concept of, it's probably one of the more famous buddy cop movies. It's uh-huh. something that's referenced a lot, like I said earlier, and it has, like, an iconic pairing, and obviously it spawned a TV show. Yeah. So, it's definitely part of our culture, and I think because of that, it's going to hold up. Like I said, I haven't seen it in such a long time, I couldn't even tell you. Obviously, I know they're cops. Yeah. And they something to do with drug smugglers. Mm-hmm. Literally have no clue what else is happening in the movies. I almost feel like I've never seen this movie, but I know I have. Yeah. So, I'm excited. I have no clue if it's going to hold up as far as dated references. You know, maybe there'll be some jokes that don't hold up to our pc culture Possibly. but i i think it, overall it probably will hold up
2: yeah i think it, i agree with you uh buddy cop movies are i've always enjoyed them mm-hmm. going back to like i love the rush hour movies and even most recently um the heat with sandra bullock and Melissa yes, mccarthy like it's they're hilarious they're well done and this is in a way the one that kind of started it all at least mm-hmm. in my mind i'm sure someone's gonna be like well there was this one so but it's one of my favorites, so I think it's going to be funny. And like you said, they a few years ago, they found it necessary to make a TV show that I remember watching the first episode of the TV show, and it followed the first movie very closely. So, okay. So I agree with you. I think it's going to hold up. I'm sure there's going to be some things. I'm, I'm hoping some for some good dated references, though.
0: Either the, the thing I think that will probably date it is probably the action sequences, because <laughs> I think that's one thing that dates... Action movies from the eighties and seventies is like the fight scenes. Oh yeah, the choreographed parts Mm -hmm. are a little—they're
2: not as good. Jackie Chan wasn't doing the choreography for it.
0: Or you know, like I think it's always a joke where it's like, oh, that guy's waiting for the other guy to fight
2: the
0: lead until he decides to punch him. Like yeah, like everybody's really patient (laughs) in fight scenes. Yeah, but I guess we'll see. So you said. It will hold up.
2: I'm saying it's going to hold up. Yeah.
0: I don't know if you officially said that. I can't remember.
2: I, I can't remember either. I gave every reason why I thought it was going to, but I don't know that if I actually like gave it the Ryan stamp of approval, this will hold up.
0: Okay. So we both think it's going to hold up. Yes. Just real quick too. If you don't own this movie, do we own this movie? Yes, we do. Okay. If you don't own this movie, you can rent it from Voodoo, Google Play, Amazon Prime, and YouTube, it doesn't look like it's on any uh, Netflix or Hulu type services, so that sucks. Lame. Yeah, it, it does suck. But if you're cool, I guess you own it already, so you yeah. don't have to worry about it. So if you want to watch the movie before listening to the next segment, segment segments, then we're going to go ahead and hit that pausey pause right now
2: mm-hmm.
0: and go watch the movie and we'll come back and discuss Lethal Weapon. Did you
2: want to say <trans lyrics> That's, that's our song. Are you gonna do our song the whole time?
0: <laughs> that's not even our song.
2: I kind of did my own version of it in my head.
0: <laughs> Just don't do anything. It was that like won't a combination of
2: that song and Baby Shark.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? I have no. We idea. We don't really have even children. How do you know that song? But it's it's a cultural phenomenon.
2: Okay. All right. Hit the pausey pause.
0: Okay. Bye, guys.
2: And we're back. We just finished watching Lethal Weapon, and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie like we always do. So get your cell phone that's attached to an external battery (laughs) that has an antenna on it, and let's get ready to talk about some technology. What pieces of amazing technology did you notice?
0: The, that's Rupert.
2: Yeah. They probably can't hear it, though
0: they've heard it before
2: well he is the official dog of the yeah ruining your childhood podcast our childhood not ruining your childhood
0: (laughs) well we are ruining everybody's childhood
2: that is correct
0: um the first bit of technology that i saw in the movie was in riggs's trailer which Mm -hmm. is mel gibson's character for anybody that doesn't know and he has like this tiny little box television that Mm -hmm. reminded me of the tv i had until i was like 18 in my bedroom and you know he's shot it because <laughs> no he threw a beer bottle into it yeah into that one yeah
2: which apparently the beer bottle was made of like a brick right? because it went right through the television
0: i was like were television screens made with really thin glass back then it just I seemed or is he just so. that strong
2: i hear he does throw a randy johnson fastball so oh okay. that could well, be that could that be the problem sense, yeah uh but yeah i noticed that as well and then uh We talked about the cell phone. Uh, There's a bunch of console televisions, the ones that are in like the wooden box. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which were uh, pretty awesome. Uh, One that I noticed, and it's, it was just kind of, it took me back, was Danny Glover's character, Murtaugh, gets uh, some evidence delivered to his house Mm -hmm. for the case they're working. And it's a VHS tape. Uh, It's a naughty video that he watches. (laughs) But it's in this old black case. And yes. I remember like we had, it wasn't like the, you would get those little paper slip cover cases that yeah. were on VHSs. Like it wasn't like in a legit black hard case that I think we only had like one movie that had that. So I thought that was kind of funny.
0: I do remember it. And it just reminds me of video rentals too. Yeah. Because most of them were in the solid cases. Yeah,
2: That would be exactly like, although those ones were usually clear, but that's exactly right. what it was. It was just a black version of that. So yeah, it's a good point. Uh, did you notice any other ones?
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: The other thing I noticed was uh, towards the... I guess it wasn't the end. I thought when I was writing this, I thought it was um, more the end. But it was when they they were confronting the bad guys because the bad guys had kidnapped Murtaugh's daughter. Mm -hmm. And they were in the middle of the desert. And the general... Yes, is the character's name is listed as General on a,
2: Peter McAllister.
0: Peter McAllister. That is his name. The father. The father. <laughs> Home Alone reference. Um, he. Sorry, I just realized that I heard, <laughs> I heard in part of the movie, I heard Riggs yell McAllister, and I was like Kevin McAllister, and I did not. Put, <laughs>
2: yeah, because uh, I don't think they ever said like. Peter McAllister like I just yeah. picked like I think that he was did
0: say it. General Peter McAll- but Anyway yeah. Yeah. but he was wearing this headset that was amazing
2: Yeah uh, He looked like he was going to go go on tour with New Edition he right. was Bobby Brown right Yeah there, it was it Bobby. was pretty great So yeah no that was a uh, pretty awesome and then also I did see a Mitsubishi television which I don't think they made. Was that the one TVs there was anymore. the
0: really nice house that they went to that was part of the drug ring. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a nice mansion. There was the two girls, like, just hanging out, pouring heroin into baggies, and they smiled at the two yeah. cops, like, not realizing they, they were And they
2: were, like, cops. in lingerie, almost.
0: Yeah, yeah. because that's yes, what you, you do. do. Anyway, you do. but <laughs> there was, like, a big television. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking in 1987 that was, like, a really high-end television, but it was oh, still yeah. super small. I want to say it was, like, 32-inch television. Oh, yeah. No,
2: that was elite back then.
0: Uh, Riggs was watching it watching like football on it or something while yes. they were just hanging out mm-hmm. I, he was like admiring the television that would be and like if
2: somebody had like an 85 inch television that's out true it, shot it's out just of Kyle.
0: it's just funny but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the thing um and then the other thing i noticed and i did make a note it was in murtaugh's house the bad guy joshua yes is inside their house towards the end of the movie and he shoots the television i was (laughs) like does somebody have something (laughs) against televisions in this movie because so many televisions were harmed in the making of this movie no
2: animals no only televisions only
0: televisions yes so that was that was all i had that's all i had as well awesome oh i did want to talk about the music score because
2: holy holy saxophone
0: saxophone I uh, never uh, knew there could be so much saxophone in was, in a
2: score. It was annoying.
0: It got annoying at times, yeah, like, definitely.
2: It seemed like every time there was maybe like a lull in dialogue. It was like a, Clapton did the music for this. Yes. Eric which is amazing. Clapton. I didn't know that. He should be banished from the rock and roll hall of fame because of as much saxophone that he put in this film.
0: I will say, it did date the movie, yeah. and it reminded me of a TV show I used to watch with my dad. It was the In the Heat of the Night. Yes. It reminded me of that because mm-hmm. it was just so dramatic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, was there anything else for the technology?
2: No, that's all I had, but good awesome catch sax. on that, that saxophone. <laughs> jazz so,
0: saxophone. Let's move on to kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion and dated references. What did you notice?
2: As far as fashion, this should be in the Smithsonian, in my opinion. And that is (laughs) Mel Gibson's hair.
0: Yes. It
2: is so voluminous. It was like a modified mullet. It was. And I'm tempted to go get a haircut tomorrow and be like, "Make me look like Mel Gibson." You're
0: gonna need hair plugs in the back. <laughs> <They don't laughs> I need have the more. Length in the I back. need more. Yeah. Ugh,
2: it was glorious. I was like, "Damn." That,
0: that mixed with he wore tight Wranglers. I don't know if they're oh, actually yeah. Wranglers, but that's the only thing yeah. I can think of. Tight ass pants. Mm-hmm. He'd always be wearing like a white shirt where you could see his nipples.
2: Which and that's for everyone. The and like cowboy and men. boots. But they were like snakeskin Yeah, <laughs> they boots. were.
0: Those don't seem like comfortable shoes to be running around in, you know Yeah. hmm Putting everybody's lives in danger.
2: And he always had a gun tucked in the front of his jeans. He's waiting to blow his yeah. Whew, off.
0: Yeah. How does that man still have a penis? I don't know.
2: I, I said penis. Yeah. You didn't want to apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <What is that? laughs> yeah yeah no his uh fashion it's funny because like at the same time I didn't look at it and go man that's some 80s fashion there was a couple people that had a little 80s vibe going yes. on but it wasn't like they looked like they just rolled out of Miami Vice
0: Murtaugh just wore suits a lot so yeah. that wasn't anything crazy they um, were
2: like a little dated with some of like the style of the wool suits that he was wearing but at yeah. the same time you're like okay yeah it's not bad <laughs>
0: The other thing I noticed was in this scene uh, that we just talked about a little while ago about where they go into the house in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and the guy that ends up shooting a machine gun at them. As you do. He's wearing these really big sunglasses that I can only compare to the sunglasses that older people wear. The ones that go oh. over your glasses. Yeah. The day blockers. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And... I thought the guy was old because he was wearing like a track suit and then he was wearing those. And I was like, oh, that guy's really old. And he was just shooting a machine gun. But then when he falls into the pool and they show his face really like, close oh, up because like he's like choking. Yeah, I'm like, he doesn't look that old. It just seemed really old. Yeah. And then the other thing I noticed was uh, Trish, who is Murtaugh's wife. At one point, she's wearing this really long pink sweater with leggings. Mm-hmm. And it, they have these huge roses on them, and she's wearing, like, a matching headband. I was like, "That, yeah, that's
2: that's beautiful. That's 80s right that's there. That's
0: totally 80s. I, I feel like she just got back from an aerobics class.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, then uh, there was a, a a couple little kids that help them when they go to uh, one of the prostitutes' house, and the yeah. house blows up. Dixie. Yeah, Dixie was her name. And the kids are trying to help uh, describe the suspect, or they're going to try to get the kids to help And the one kid is just wearing 3D glasses, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was awesome because I was like, you know, when I was a kid and I got a pair of 3D glasses, like whether it was in like a little kids like highlights magazine, I totally wore them all the time like an idiot too. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. Yeah. Dixie was another one that in the scene that the one scene that she was in at the beginning, she's wearing this metallic.
2: Oh my Lord. Silver blazer. Blazer? Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: an oversized.
2: She looked like a high class,
0: high class, prostitute. I don't know if she's really high class, but.
2: I just wanted to be able to sing that.
0: But let's talk about the murder, not suspect, murder victim. Yes. In the beginning of the movie. I think her name was Amanda.
2: Amanda Hudsinger.
0: She lived in a really nice apartment. Yes, she did. And then they were kind of really vague about, she did porn, Mm -hmm. but she also was, they also said she was a prostitute. She was a prostitute, yeah.
2: But yeah. it sounded like she had like a sugar daddy that was paying for that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because I must miss that. I did see, like, when they pull up there and they're explaining to her uh, Danny Glover's character, they're explaining to him, like, about the murder. Mm-hmm. He was like, I want to know who's, ap- who's paying for that apartment. Like, and yells at the guy. Oh, yeah. Like, unnecessary. I
0: remember that part, but I just didn't. I don't know. Anyway, did, was there any other fashion? Or should we move on to dated references?
2: Uh, I think that's all I had. As far as fashion. so
0: what did you have any
2: dated references is what i'm uh, asking the one dated reference that i saw was like and you mentioned a danny glover's kitchen he had paneling on all of his appliances which yes i liked that was all i really had uh, dated references <laughs>
0: Oh, the one thing I noticed, or when well, there was a commercial playing, it was one of the scenes where he's just at home and there was this ultra cheesy Alka-Seltzer oh, commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's amazing. And then just the the only offensive oh. reference was done by Riggs. Yes. A.K.A. Mel Gibson. I feel like maybe he ad that and I'm like, that's <laughs> hilarious.
2: Oh, oh. The,
0: um was in the scene where he's being tortured Mm -hmm. by Joshua, there's another henchman who just happens to be Asian. He's just like, who's the chink? And I'm like, Jesus.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, he said it.
0: And I I, I was going through this movie going, it was made in the 80s. There's gonna be dated references like that or dated or like offensive things because apparently it was hilarious to make fun of minorities and, you know, women and all these other groups. But I was surprised there wasn't really any of that and then all of a sudden just towards the end of the movie i was like you guys were doing so good then <laughs> <laughs> then you had to do that but yeah honestly that was the only yeah they did very well offensive joke so for the for the most part mm-hmm. and i i did want to point out and cuz i'll just do it in this category that the amanda in the beginning scene i just like how she's just like laying out with her boobs out mm-hmm. and just doing some heroin or coke or something yeah, as you do some sort of substance that she let was...
2: the ladies hang out.
0: Is that a thing and cool? I don't there's just movies that I feel like they they do nudity just for the sake of doing nudity and it's it has no point. But I guess you could say that about a lot of things like Game of Thrones and stuff.
2: I remember seeing uh Swordfish. Uh-huh. Which had uh John Travolta and Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry. I remember. And I remember when we left, I think my brother looked at me and goes that's cool they wanted to show Halle Berry naked and all, but it was the most pointless thing. Like, she was literally just outside without a top on, suddenly
0: That's That's my thing. Is You're like, this added nothing to the movie. It's one thing if it's like a movie. sex scene or, you know, all the times I remember from like a kid seeing it was usually in some sort of stupid comedy where they would break in yeah. on girls' dressing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, they're getting dressed.
2: Not, not, yeah.
0: not just... I'm just laying here with my boobs out doing but, drugs.
2: But then they gave us all a gift
0: by showing the next scene. That's true.
2: Mel Gibson just gets up and he's walking around with his ass hanging out.
0: He did have a nice butt. Yes. So he was it, the original it was an even trade off.
2: Yeah. No, really and there's was. nothing
0: wrong with showing boobs and stuff. I just think it's...
2: It added nothing to the movie. It, it did, I get what yeah. you're saying. Like, yeah, you're like, uh, I get why you show that. But really, that was pointless.
0: Right. Do you want to move on? to our next category
2: well hello there is that a yes (laughs) yeah that was a yes Uh, This is our category where we talk about any cameos or famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we may have forgot were in the film. Who did you notice?
0: I, first of all, Darlene Love plays Murtaugh's wife. Yes. I was pretty excited about that.
2: This is actually the first thing I knew her as Trish Murtaugh before I ever knew who Darlene Love was. I knew the Christmas song that Darlene Love sang. Never knew that this was the person that sang it. Yeah. Mind blown.
0: I was surprised. Yeah. And I mean, she's, and she's I guess, more notably them. as a singer, right? I yeah, she's think. in
2: the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She was in yeah. like, the initial class of it.
0: So I just I think that's kind of funny. Out of all the p- actresses in the world, they're only in love. I don't know Mar- if Jessica. maybe at
2: this point she was trying to make a transition. Into it's acting. possible. Because like, I know, she, like I said, she's in all of the Lethal Weapons. and. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But no, most notably, pl- saying Christmas. Yes. Baby, Please Come Home.
2: That is correct. And, and it is a delightful Christmas song yeah. that you might not recognize the name, but you've definitely heard before, people. <laughs> yes,
0: If you've watched... It's probably used in a lot of Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. Home Alone. Definitely. Maybe something else.
2: Yeah. New Girl, because she makes a cameo.
0: Yeah. It's a great cameo. Darling
2: Love. I noticed uh, Mitchell Ryan. Uh, he played yes. General Peter McAllister, and uh, G- Mitchell Ryan was probably most notably on darman greg that might be what he's most known for but he was in a ton of stuff he's yeah. in judge dread and i recognize him Liar, as being
0: Liar. mini driver's dad in gross point Blink. yeah with my favorite john cusack that is correct so yeah i i kept looking at him and goes like where's this guy from and then you told me darman greg i'm like i didn't really watch darman greg mm-hmm. but so i was excited about that i didn't no, gary Busey was in it so i was pretty excited yes
2: as mr joshua
0: especially since we just watched stranger things and jake Busey was in that yes he wasn't didn't have a huge part in it
2: no but uh, no he, spoiler alerts but he's looking more and more like his dad though. he is yeah kind of definitely yeah
0: and then uh who else was there there was a very very small part wasn't mm-hmm. Underage Hooker was the the line, (laughs) was the name of the character. Mm -hmm. And it it was played by an actress who was in Heathers. She Mm -hmm. paid Betty Finn, who was Veronica's childhood friend, who was like a nerd. And I didn't realize she's Renee Estevez, sister to Emilio and Charlie Sheen. Yes. So I was pretty excited about that.
2: Yeah, I I never knew... They had a six, uh, sister, sister and easy for me to say.
0: We uh, also looked it up, and she, she, I guess she's in West Wing, like all of the seasons of West Wing. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Fun fact.
2: Yeah, definitely. And then the last one that I had was Mary Ellen Trainer is her name? Yes. She was the wife to Robert Zemeckis and was in a bunch of movies. She was in Goonies. I she think was, she was she in played, Die Hard.
0: She played the mom in Goonies. Yeah, the
2: mom. She played uh, Bran and.
0: Lucas? No. No. Why can't? Mike Mike.
2: Mike? Good sorry. God. Yeah. For being Mike's one mom.
0: of our favorite movies of all time. Literally, we really the characters. Yeah.
2: And uh then the other thing that I remember her from is she plays Ed O'Neill's wife in Little Giants. Yeah. So yeah, she was yeah. in a ton of stuff. So She was. She played the um police department psychiatrist.
0: Literally, I looked her up because you'd said she had passed away, and I was like, When did she pass away? She was just listed as psychologist. She didn't wow. even have a name. Wow. Which is pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. Considering she was a pretty well known actress, yeah. I would say. Not, I I'm mean...
0: surprised Murtaugh's wife had a name.
2: Yeah, that's the true. The
0: way they, they're like, female character, <laughs> underage hooker, <laughs> psychologist. Correct. They don't need a backstory.
2: No. Did you notice anyone else?
0: My boy. Low flying helicopter. Oh
2: yes, yes, yes. We and decided if, we will credit any helicopter as just he's going to be a character from now on.
0: Low flying helicopter.
2: Low flying helicopter. If uh, you
0: listen to our Gone in sixty seconds episode, which if you haven't, stop what you're doing go right listen now. To it. Pause this episode. Go listen to that and then come back. Yes. Because it's amazing, but mm. also because low flying helicopter.
2: That was this this uh low this is one of Low Flying Helicopters early works uh one Possibly. of his earlier roles. He had been in a lot of things and then he appeared in Gone in 60 Seconds and really stole the movie. Right. I I don't get why movies are like, you know what? Let's have that helicopter fly right behind the limousine, not above it. No. No. No, no. Right behind it.
0: Right right behind it, almost so low that it's almost on the ground. Yes. And also, just picking up dust because mm-hmm. they're in the middle of a desert. Yeah. Spin around a couple times mm-hmm. around the group of people that are...
1: trying. 18-
0: and have a meeting in a hostage situation
2: they drag that out it like circling around for like two solid minutes
0: honestly i thought the general was in there because he's the big villain mm-hmm. him and joshua yes who is gary Busey? Mm-hmm. and there was this henchman in there that was the best part i'm like why why are you taking so long to to land man oh,
2: you can make a point that there's three villains there's joshua general low-flying helicopter helicopter. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so he was Mm -hmm. delightful
0: definitely should we move on
2: uh yes we shall
0: the next category is called is it even good where we talk about the plot Mm -hmm. is it believable is it not are the casting choices good and then we talk about our funniest and most cringiest parts of the movie what did you think about this plot of lethal weapon
2: The only part I I was a little confused as to why, like, I get they they kill a hooker, meaning Joshua and the general, like, in their little crime ring, they kill a hooker. But then I don't understand why they're investing so much energy into basically kill Murtaugh and Riggs.
0: They're really not good at being villains because I feel like if they would have, okay, just killed the, I forgot his name, Michael?
2: Michael Huntsinger. yeah. Yeah.
0: They kill his daughter, mm-hmm. who happens to be a prostitute and possibly a porn, porn star. star. I don't know. They kill him, her because he's he wants to come clean about his involvement in this drug smuggling ring. Yeah. Well, they kill him, and then they should have just ended it there and tried oh. to lay low. Instead, they're like, let's murder two cops. Yeah. And let's not do a very good job at it either. No.
2: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: There was a lot of issues I had with this plot of this movie because the other thing I have, and this a lot of action movies are guilty of this. It's the whole concept that police officers can run around do whatever they want, yeah, as long as they get results, because mm-hmm. that's realistic. And even at the beginning of the movie, they mention it. The I don't even know who he was. It was just like a character had one line, but when Riggs is trying to stop an active shooting situation by just Walking up to the window, yelling at the guy, and then hoping the guy shows himself so he can and shoot, shoot him. him. Yeah, the guy was like, "You're crazy, but you get results." Yeah, and like he yeah. just put a bunch of people in danger.
2: No, if you're an officer or uh, you know FBI agent or somebody working in law enforcement, this movie must drive you insane.
0: I would think a lot of action movies. Because, drive...
2: like you pointed out, there's a scene where Mel Gibson is chasing after Gary Busey. Yes, and he, they run through a club. Where there's like a band playing and there's a ton of people and Mel Gibson is just shooting at him in a crowd of people.
0: Yeah. Does not care. I no. I mean, they do establish that he is a really good shot. He is a marksman. But,
2: but he doesn't hit him. That's true. He's that's just true. shooting. He doesn't hit him. Luckily, he didn't hit any of these other innocent bystanders that are just
0: hanging out. And then later, like a couple minutes later, he's in traffic just firing a machine gun. Oh. It's, it's just amazing. What was, uh, how did you feel about the casting choices?
2: I like the casting choices because I, I did think, even down to like uh minor part, Darlene Love was really good and believable, actually, as like Danny Glover's wife. Yeah. I love Mel Gibson in the movie. He's a little intense. Sometimes it's almost cartoony, um, yeah, intense he definitely. is. Yeah, definitely. But even, I do like. Gary Busey, like it's bad that in a lot of ways I only know Gary Busey from him just popping up on interviews acting a little crazy because of his accident and then possible I don't know, maybe drug usage. But it's easy to forget that he was a good actor.
0: Yeah, no, he was a good villain.
2: Yeah, he was a really good villain in this movie. So I was just like, oh, it's kinda nice that like he was a good villain, uh Mitchell Ryan was a good villain, like Everybody was decent. I didn't have a problem with the casting choices. Like, I always felt Danny Glover and Mel Gibson had very good chemistry. They do. And believable. Like, obviously, it led to four movies. So, I didn't really have any issues. What about you?
0: Same. (laughs) (laughs) I actually didn't write any notes at all for this category. Oh. So, apparently, I didn't have any gripes about it. Yeah. That's a
2: good indication. There's times where you're like, oh, my Lord, what are they doing? Although, uh, we looked up ages... Yes. and that it doesn't really go with the movie is danny glover is 50 like or, his or, character is 50 murtaugh. sorry murtaugh is 50 right danny glover was actually 40 yes mel gibson was 31 but murtaugh asks him about being in vietnam and he said he was he, yeah he was like yeah i was in the phoenix group in vietnam and stuff and i was like well then you would have been like 14.
0: Did you lie about your age? I mean obviously they had 18 year olds so I don't know maybe he's supposed to be almost 40.
2: Yeah and then the other one is the lady that plays Danny Glover's oldest daughter. We couldn't tell her age but we knew she was grounded and couldn't go out with her boyfriend. I'm gonna say
0: she's at least a teenager. Maybe she's not in high school anymore but I I don't know.
2: She seemed like she was about 17 and had a crush on Mel Gibson's character. And turns out she was like 27. Yeah. So it made it a lot less cringy that she would have she a She looked like crush. a baby, though. She, she did, did have a baby face. Yeah.
0: So uh, what was your funniest moment?
2: I don't know that it's so much funny, or but it's my favorite moment. It's when they're in the shooting range. Uh-huh. And Mel Gibson has talked up how he was a good shooter and he hit a guy from a thousand yards, mm-hmm. like in a windstorm. So they go to the shooting range, and Danny Glover sends the target about fifteen feet or twenty feet downrange, and he like does like a quick draw and shoots it, and he brings the target back, and it's right, you know, dead center, right where the guy's nose would have been. He's like, "Yeah, I still got it." So then, Martin gets in there, and he sends the target all the way to the back of the range, takes out his gun, shoots it a bunch of times, brings it back, and he turned it into a smiley face. Yeah. And he's just, as you pointed out, he's whistling the whole time. But it doesn't appear that Mel Gibson is actually, or humming. Yeah. I, I don't think he was actually doing it. It was something no. that I did in post. But that was my favorite going back to when I was a kid. I loved that scene and <laughs> I still thought it was funny and neat.
0: Mine wasn't, it was funny to me. Mm-hmm. I don't, it wasn't supposed to be funny and it was just something I found that was over the top and ridiculous was towards the end of the movie. Murtaugh and Riggs are back together and they're like oh we need to find Joshua Gary Busey's character mm-hmm. and he knows where I live so they assume that he's going to their house and to distract them to distract Joshua who's in their house looking for them they crash a police car into the front of the house yes the only thing I could think of is why yeah it's just so over the top there's probably a back door you could have went through it's one guy yeah I mean, yes, he is military trained. and
2: They could have literally just stood in front of the house and yelled, Joshua, because that's who he's looking for. So yeah. he's going to be happy. And if they would have just yelled his name, he would have came outside.
0: But they, and like, there's got to be another way. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of was Murtaugh's wife being like, I'm not going to question you as a police officer, but I feel like there's something else you could have done to distract him mm-hmm. and not drive a car into the front of my house. Yes. Yes. Maybe
2: it didn't seem necessary.
0: There was a lot of things. That now didn't seem we have necessary. a hole
2: in the front of our house at Christmas time because you idiots,
0: yeah, and you just crashed into the Christmas tree, yeah, and presents,
2: yeah, everything's uh, ru- Christmas right. is ruined because of you two idiots, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much. Was there anything else as far as funniest moments or
2: N- no? Mm-mm.
0: Do you want to go on the cringiest? Yes, what was yours?
2: The ensuing portion of the scene where you have just talked about is the car crashing in. Now, Mel Gibson's character, Riggs, is going to fight
0: Joshua. Sure.
2: And they go in. uh, For whatever reason, there's a fire hydrant that got crashed into. So there's just water spraying. So it looks like it's a rainstorm. They're fighting. They're doing actually wasn't a bad fight. Like how you talked about sometimes you're like you feel like the villain's patiently waiting, for yeah yeah, you know, but because it, it was like a one on one thing, mm-hmm. but my favorite part was at one point, Gary Busey catches a uh, Mel Gibson over his shoulder, right, and he walks over and he performs what is John Cena's finishing move oh, okay. on the hood of a car, sure, he which I've seen John Cena do to someone on the hood of a car. He does it.
0: Mel Gibson got right up, right. that's
2: not realistic pro wrestling taught me if you do that move on a car (laughs) you will be out for at least a referee's three count at least (laughs) like you could (laughs) have ding 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 ring the bell gary Busey, champion of the world that's true and it didn't happen
0: we do need to talk about that scene because what the fuck (laughs) why why is it a scene why yeah. why is it so important that riggs fights joshua yeah they're in five seconds in the movie together there's no i was just like did i miss the scene where joshua said he killed his wife because i never really explained how riggs's wife dies in the movie yeah in the tv show they did
2: That's i remember that's yeah they did
0: but in this they didn't because apparently it didn't matter whatever i don't get why he needs to fight other than Because they were in similar military backgrounds. That's the only connection. And then how 20 cops are just like,
2: okay, we're doing this thing. There was a couple that are like, dude, we need to get in there. What are you doing? And Danny Glover's like, I got, I'm on, uh, I'm in charge on scene here. How
0: does he let him do that? I'm
2: sorry. I'm going to let him fight him. He wants to fight him. I'm going to let him. It
0: doesn't make any sense. And then he put, again... And then after the fight,
2: mm-hmm. they're Mel like, Gibson won.
0: Mel Gibson's like, arrest him now. And He's so these cops champion. grab him. He grabs a gun from the, the cop that's trying to handcuff him. and he So he almost just put a bunch of cops in danger yeah. just every, so he could
2: fight him. Every episode you ever saw of cops, they yell at the suspect to get on the ground right. and put their hands out. And they have like three guns on the guy and then somebody comes over and cuffs him apparently whoever directed this uh, richard donner never watched an episode of nope. cops as i've stated on previous episodes and you also have a little bit of a law enforcement background as well we both worked in law enforcement we have friends that are police officers yes they must rip their hair out watching this i, I, I don't know like no this is police skill this is the first week of training you get the guy on the ground, and you it's have just, somebody holding him at gunpoint.
0: It's just funny to me because I feel like obviously all this is a movie. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yes. We don't expect him to be completely accurate. I just don't understand what was necessary to the plot that they fight, and then also, I I just <laughs> don't if there's no ne, it wasn't like he was like I knew Joshua way back when and we had yeah. a beef and he yeah. killed my wife like yeah. no it was just. For fun.
2: It would have made more sense that Murtaugh would have wanted to fight him. Because he threatened his daughter. And he kidnapped his daughter. Yes. Like, it would have made more sense. But Riggs is like, nope, I got to get out here. And
0: I I honestly did not get it. I didn't get it He should have just arrested him.
2: But with that said, like, it's one of those scenes I love to watch because it's so annoying. It makes, it gets my blood up and I'm like, I'm like, I wanted to go like... Freaking give them an AA on a hood of a car. It was awesome.
0: That's pretty much... You just summed up the point of the whole thing. Because it was awesome. It was awesome. Because they could do it. Which is how we explained the whole helicopter thing in Gone in 60 Seconds. You know? It was
2: the worst part of the movie,
0: but also, also the, the best
2: part. <laughs> uh, what was your cringiest scene?
0: I don't even know. Oh. Um. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. So basically... Throughout this whole movie, plenty of people get shot, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Lots of people die. Yes. How come nobody knows how to act like they're getting shot? It's it's amazing. It's so cringeworthy. If you were to pay attention to it, it's so bad. The one that I wrote down initially was in the beginning of the movie, there's a scene where uh, Riggs is talking to these guys about drugs and he wants to buy the drugs and they're in a Christmas tree lot. Mm -hmm. And... They realize he's a cop and there's a guy in the truck of Christmas trees behind them mm-hmm. who just starts shooting at his own people, which doesn't yeah. make sense, right?
2: doesn't make sense.
0: But the first guy that gets shot, his face and his body movements are just crazy. I think it's funny in older movies like this that... Obviously, let me just put a disclaimer. I've never seen a real person get shot before. Me neither. I've never... So, I, I don't know how people how it looks, Mm -hmm. thankfully. But it just, it just seemed really over the top, like people are flying.
2: Like when uh, Mel Gibson, spoiler alert, gets shot and he manages to get blasted through a storefront window.
0: Right. How powerful is that
2: gun? And then we pointed out he just got shot. Yes. Whether he's fine or not, they don't acknowledge it on the radio officer down they don't <laughs> they don't they're just like they're let's like, go
0: on in the next oh, thing let's
2: get uh let's get over here to this car and he's up walking fine in about 20 seconds yes he just got shot with a shotgun right yeah
0: and then uh when michael rogers vietnam friend gets shot and killed his acting was amazing too he's like Ugh. like I, I can't even do
2: it well, and this was something that I had noted down for, like, additional edits, which you, uh, when he gets shot, he's holding an eggnog carton. Yeah, I'm like, what? And somehow, apparently the bullet went right through him and out the front of him and right through the eggnog carton. And it just sprung, like, this little leak.
0: It was amazing.
2: It was so unnecessary.
0: It, it was. There was. I think that's the thing about action movies made early on, is there's just some things that are just so over the top. It doesn't make sense to me how people saw those and were like, "That's so cool," Mm -hmm. or "That's so realistic." I I don't
2: know. Yeah. Do Uh, you have any other additional or? I
0: don't think I had anything else. Okay. Just just the whole concept of the fact that Rig still has a job, even though they know he's he needs he has some issues because of his wife's death. Yeah. Yeah, and he just puts himself in danger and everybody else around him just because he has issues. Yeah. No, nobody would allow this guy to be working. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, whatever. Right. And this the psychologist, who we point out doesn't have a name, she's just the psychologist. the psychologist, that's correct. She, you know, she mentions it to a couple people and they're like, whatever. Yeah. Mental health wasn't a thing in the 80s, no. so <laughs> No. <laughs> it's like you're crazy or you're normal. There's no in between. Exactly. And they mention that a lot in this movie. They, he talks, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. And I'm like, if you just told people, hey, I'm still dealing with the traumatic events of my wife's death, which they never explain. Yeah. But she's dead, obviously. Maybe they'd be a little more like, oh, he's not crazy. He's just having emotional issues. But
1: men are. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: are not a lot of emotional issues either, so. Suck it up.
0: Yeah, basically.
2: And also, this movie came out in 87, and I want to say her headstone said she died in 85. So he's had these issues for a while. Yeah. And they've done nothing to help him awful and sadly i think that's something that actually still occurs
0: oh i'm sure they're just like suck it up man
2: get back out there
0: should we move on to our awards
2: yes we shall we give out two awards because it's award season as always <laughs> right and the first is the Victorian to the nicholas cage online school of bad acting and who did you give your award to
0: i had a hard time with this because honestly i was thinking overall in the whole movie there wasn't a lot of characters. They, yeah. they focus mainly on Riggs and Murtaugh, mm-hmm. and they don't even establish the villains that great, I don't think. No. So the person I did end up giving it to was just because she had a little more screen time than other people was Rianne Murtaugh. Mm-hmm. Tracy Wolf is the actress's name. She played the daughter of Murtaugh, who gets kidnapped. And it was purely because she seemed to overact yeah. a little... Not so much in the beginning scenes. I mean, she was in love with Riggs a little too quickly for my liking. But in the scene where they're in the desert and they're trying to get her back from the villains, mm-hmm. and Riggs starts sniping off people and, you know, a fight ensues, and she's just jumping up and down and screaming and yeah. I'm like, "Just do hide or something. You're you're going to get shot."
2: I've never been shot at. Yeah. In that type of a situation, or any situation for that matter, but it seems like I would be running for cover, right? Or running towards—I don't know—my dad, who was right there.
0: Or running away from the people that are shooting. Yeah,
2: I don't think I would just stand there and scream. And
0: she was jumping up and jumping down. Jumping up yeah. and
2: down, which she did for about thirty seconds. That's all she did.
0: That's pretty much yeah, yeah. and that's why I give it to her. And just at a later when they're in the like the warehouse. Mm-hmm. area and they're getting tortured and she's just like, screaming every five seconds and i'm just like shut up man yeah your screaming is not helping yeah again i don't know what i would do in that t- position but i feel like the damsel in distress thing is just i don't know it always reminds me of the original night of the living dead where the main character is barb and she's just so she just screams and that's all she does and i'm like why is she a character it's yeah. very annoying
2: yeah i agree
0: who did she get pierced to
2: I gave it to Michael Hunsinger, the Rogers, oh, like... Vietnam buddy. Vietnam buddy, because, like you said, it would have made more sense that they just kill him and be done with it. Right. I thought it, when he dies, it's just cringeworthy. Like you said, like, nobody knows how to die. And he, like, out of everyone in here, like, I thought the villains, which, like you said, really weren't established, but they were good. No,
0: the acting So it's fine.
2: almost like you're giving... I was giving it to him by default, and a close second would have been Rianne for me, like, because of that. It was... I thought he... They could have just gotten rid of. Yeah. Because it would have made almost sense that they were investigating his daughter's death, and that's why Joshua and the general zero in on Riz Like, it was almost like he was an un- un- unnecessary character.
0: He was. Like, he it, mumbled, too, whenever he talked. Yeah. Like, in the two main scenes he was in. Where he's talking to Roger or Murtaugh, he he mumbled. And he oh also
2: he didn't seem to care that his daughter was dead.
0: Yeah, he wasn't very. Uh,
2: like you watch a movie sad. where like when someone's they're really upset about it and this is you know that's a traumatic thing. He, he did like, just like that like, ah, silent
0: like stare off into the distance thing. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Why is he in the movie and well, it was just pointless. Oh, and a close second would have been low flying helicopter. I he... would give
0: that my Tom Hanks award. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah should we move on to the thomas j hanks award for exceptional acting
2: yes i gave my award to danny glover uh it was close for me i thought he was better than mel gibson in this one mel gibson there's at times in this movie where he is extremely over the top he is where i thought danny glover had like concern for his well-being he thought mel gibson was crazy and he's like you need help so i thought he was good he didn't also just write him off and keep calling him crazy or anything like that like he it seemed like he wanted to get him help and i just thought he was a really good actor and he was delightful in it
0: he does make the part and that's why i also chose him why do we (laughs) always ship Choose the same people. It's very I
2: annoying. I should say I, I had initially was gonna give it to Mel Gibson, but after a while I was just like totally. But I agree with down. you,
0: Mel Gibson. I almost wanted to give him the Nicolas Cage, but he's a good actor. Yeah. It's just his character like did st- stuff that I wanted to like wring his neck for, mm-hmm. and I'm like that has something to do with his acting ability. That's how the character was written. Yeah. I also gave it to Murtaugh because he he really makes the part. He is Murtaugh and. I mean, he has the most iconic line, you know.
2: <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit.
0: Yeah, it's referenced in so many things. Yes. And just the whole, I'm gonna retire in a couple days, and which I don't actually think he was retiring. I was
2: don't he? Th- I think that I'm confusing that with the second one. I think it was the second, second one. Yeah. Second one where he's gonna retire soon.
0: Yeah, I I was waiting for him to say it, but but also the whole trope of like in Beverly Hills where his. It, it's like Axel Foley's partner or like mentor and he's like, I'm going to retire in two days and then he dies. Yeah. Like that's also kind of like a action movie cliche. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking along the lines of that. Yeah. But he, I mean, he is getting too old for this shit. He really is.
2: He's 50. Yeah. Uh, although he's actually 40. Yeah.
0: Which I think it's crazy. like, there's nobody else. There was no other actor close to that age. I guess. They just like spray painted some silver into his hair yeah, or something. Yeah, into his
2: beard. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I I think he was just... He was kind of funny, and to be honest with you, because I didn't really remember this movie that much, it's actually a really dark movie compared mm-hmm. to what I remember. Yeah, It's not like your typical buddy cop movie like Beverly Hills or Rush Hour where there's a lot of comedy. It's, it's pretty dark. They're mm-hmm. dealing with... Like, even just the first situation where they're dealing with a freaking active shooter... That are shooting at children, yeah. which is a little hitting a little too close to home in the, these re- recent years. Yeah, he was literally sniping
2: kids. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's dark as fuck. Yeah, and then people are just you know dying left and right. Cops are. I always feel bad in action movies. I feel like there's always those nameless cops that just get shot. Yeah. for no reason.
2: a lot of them are kind of just standing around like they're doing things that an actual police officer would never do. They're yeah. not going to just stand around like they're running around trying to save lives and, you know, doing stuff like in the movies. There's always just a cop standing on the sidewalk, just talking on a radio like that or sitting happen. in the car. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's no, that's not. Believable. Which I mean,
0: cops do sit in their cars a lot, but they have to get around.
2: <laughs> but yeah, they got to drive. Yeah. They're not just sitting there. Like, but I'm, I was
0: just thinking about the end scene when uh, Gary Busey's character just pulls up to Murtaugh's house and there's a a unit on it mm-hmm. and he just shoots them and the best part is I think Murtaugh and Riggs are already there so they just allowed that to happen I don't because they that... had a sign they had a sign that said to the bad guys
2: that's a good point like and that's then...
0: confusing so you just allowed two cops to die
2: you bring up a real good do point a... because then also they get shot we don't know that they're dead yeah they just got shot. And by well, I feel like
0: he shot one in the face.
2: Well, Murtaugh is out there letting Riggs have a WWF match against Gary Busey, that's delaying medical treatment to these other officers right? that were shot. That is a good point.
0: Somebody else is taking care of that because... Ugh. I This movie should be renamed Not Police Procedure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it makes me wonder how many people as children watch this movie and they're like, I'm going to become a police officer because that and... Die hard. these expectations that you can do whatever the fuck you want. They
2: don't show the officer having to write 30 hours of paperwork for this accident where he just let a car crash into a house. They don't show that.
0: And Murtaugh having to explain to a police captain or chief who who doesn't exist in this movie,
2: (laughs) surprisingly. What happened? Yeah. You let a cop car crash into your house? We're not paying for that. Yeah. That's coming out of your pocket.
0: And I feel like insurance wouldn't pay for that either. No. They'd be like, you did that on purpose? (laughs) Yeah, we don't cover that.
2: Just so he would come outside? Ring a doorbell.
0: (laughs) I feel like you could have did anything else. Because his family wasn't even in the house anymore. So that's why I think, unless he called them and told, hey, hey, leave this note real quick. And then leave the house. And I'm probably going to crash a car just to distract him for five seconds.
2: And ruin all the Christmas presents.
0: Ruin all the Christmas presents. Irresponsible. Mm -hmm. That's what they should call it. Irresponsible weapon.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Irresponsible weapon.
0: Uh, So, moving on, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you think this movie holds up?
2: I know we've kind of poked fun at it a lot. Yeah. But I do think it actually held up. Like, there's parts we've addressed and that are stupid... But I think at the end of the day, it was still a really entertaining movie. Uh Like you said, it's dark. It's not as fun as the sequels. A lot of them, there's a lot of fun stuff, especially when they introduce Joe Pesci's character, Uh which I think is in the second one he's introduced as Leo. And those are a lot more fun than this. But I think the movie in general, I don't know why I thought it was going to be funnier than what it actually ended up being. Uh It wasn't as funny. But I thought it was a good movie. I thought, like we said, Danny Glover was fantastic. Even Mel Gibson was pretty good. He was. Any movie with low-flying helicopter, I'm a big fan of. So I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to, but at the same time, I don't think it was
0: bad. Okay.
2: How about you?
0: I'm still a little on the fence, but I'm going to say it doesn't hold up because I think there are better action movies out there. Ones that have been made recently or... I also feel like a lot of the stuff that happened in this movie, it wasn't cliche at the time, but now it's become a cliche. And I think that doesn't help. And the score was really over the top and cheesy. But at the same time, I do like the characters mm-hmm. and the acting. And the overall movie was fine. Yeah. I just don't think it holds up. I, I think I'd rather watch other action movies overall.
2: Yeah. I, the one thing you did hit on that I just... I would almost like to see a version of it that does, that has, it's like a director's cut where they take out the score.
0: And maybe put just like a normal.
2: Don't even put anything. Just, oh. leave it. just take well, it you out.
0: You have to have some sort of music. How well, are you I mean, supposed like, to know how to feel?
2: No put some songs in it but don't have the like every time there's a lull in dialogue. Yeah. We should have counted how many times they go to a saxophone. It's well into the 50s.
0: No, it's like every five seconds. Yeah. And it's really loud at points.
2: Yes. It's distracting. It's
0: very distracting.
2: So that part, I agree with you. I just, I did think it was a good movie. I, I could watch it again and enjoy it, but I don't blame you for going like, yeah, hey, it's a little over the top and there's better buddy. There's definitely buddy butter. Co- <laughs> <laughs> there's Betty butter. But go- Come on. Take a shot. Uh, cock. Cock. <laughs> Betty, better. Buddy Cop
1: Movies.
2: (laughs) That was great. That's what I was trying to say.
0: (laughs) 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 I would possibly rewatch it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put off the table completely, but I just don't think it holds up to, as a kid, thinking, it's the best action movie ever.
2: Agreed. So. We'll definitely maybe down the line have to do the other ones yeah because
0: i i mean i didn't remember much of this one but i definitely don't remember any of the other three okay. other than isn't renee russo in one
2: she's in like at least two of them and chris rocks and chris rock them. yeah yeah
0: so uh, i remember that but that's yeah. about it but definitely so that's it first guys we disagreed it's a rarity but it happens it happens
2: We ask that you always go ahead and uh, think about writing us a review and maybe a little subscribe on iTunes if you are so inclined. Yes. Tell some friends and family.
0: Yeah. And even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, because if you're listening to us on, like, PodCoin, definitely listen to us on PodCoin so you can get some points. Get a little De Niro. But if you do have an iPhone and you have access to iTunes or uh pod the podcast app, mm-hmm. if you could just go on there and review us, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Because Podcoin, I wish Podcoin did have a review section or even a rating system, but yeah, they don't yet. Nice. So hopefully that's something they do in the future.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What else do we want to say? Uh, every time I don't know what I'm doing.
2: You can throw us a follow on Facebook. At Ruining Our Childhood. That's where we post our polls, which this, uh, we had won a poll. That's yes. How, that's why we're reviewing it, so we'll do those occasionally. That's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Instagram. Yep. At Ruining Our Childhood.
2: That, mm-hmm.
0: And Twitter.
2: At ROC Movie
0: Podcast. Why are you looking at me like I'm forgetting something? No. Huh? Oh, you should see his face, guys. He's judging me. Just
2: staring you down.
0: It's because I said... I didn't like Lethal Weapon anymore. Yeah, somebody's
2: sleeping on the couch tonight. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, have fun with
2: that. Aw, well done. (laughs) So, yeah. So, that's it. We'll see you guys next week.
0: We don't know how to end a podcast.
2: 17 episodes in. Bye. 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 -bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, guys. We want to talk to you a little bit about the PodCoin app.
2: Yes! Yes! The PodCoin app. It pays you to listen to Ruining Our Childhood as well as your other favorite podcasts. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards for some of your favorite stores. What? Starbucks? Check.
0: Amazon? Correct. Target? Uh-huh. Seriously, guys, this is pretty legit. Join the PodCoin app today on iPhone or Android, and I said join, but yeah. I meant download, download and it. use code RUINING to get 300 PodCoin just for signing up.
2: That's 300 PodCoin for using R-U-I-N-I-N-G.
0: That's how you spell ruining, just in case you don't know that. Yes. So if you're basically listening to podcasts all day anyways while you're working or driving or doing anything, might as well make some money off the deal. Am I right?
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, free coffee for something you're already doing sounds awesome. Fantastic.
0: It does sound fantastic. La, la.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot.
0: So go give the podcoin app a try today. And also don't forget to listen to ruining our childhood and make some money, guys. Okay. Bye. bye.